Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's incredible. I mean, those guys, like from day one, like you said, just accepted me and didn't blink an eye. And in my good days and my bad days, they, they love me the same. And, um, you know, I'll be forever grateful for that. Here come the Irish. What a run! Touchdown! Play of the year for the Irish. Hey, welcome to the Indian on NBC podcast. I'm Corey Robinson, but we got Jason Garrett here. So let's just jump right into it. By week, huge win over USC. We got hit this week. How how important is that bye week as far as regrouping after that brutal stretch? I mean, four road game, big time college game day, you know, et cetera, et cetera, rivalry, night games. What, what's your take on it, Coach? Yeah, I, I think it's critical for them. Uh, you know, they, they play the week zero game in Dublin, come right back, play the next week, have the stretch that you're talking about, these night games against ranked teams. So it's been a tough stretch for them and uh, obviously getting the big win over USC they really stepped up against a challenging opponent and played the way they needed to play and then you afterwards you just take that deep breath and you say ah okay and that's coaches players staff members trainers everybody who's involved you know you get a chance to take it take a breath and you know it's refresh it's reset it's reload that's how you have to look at it so get away from a little bit you know just just getting your mind and your and your body freshened up but then you have to have the mentality of reloading as you come back into the next week. And, uh, you know, they have a good challenge this week against Pitt. They haven't played great this year. They did step up and beat Louisville, the team that Notre Dame lost to. So you, you have to have a healthy respect for them as you would for any opponent. But this is a game that Notre Dame should win. And they just have to go play the way they're capable of playing. So, so let's talk about by a week um, as far as how you would schedule it as a coach. Because, you know, there are times when you think, okay, you know, I want you to take some time away versus I want you around. You know, do you send, like, let them go to Chicago for the weekend? You know, what's your take on the limits of, of bye weeks for these college kids versus the yeah, NFL? I think the, I, I think the biggest thing is, is, to, is to let them get their mind and spirit and their bodies right. So that's line one. If anybody has any sort of a nagging injury, hey, it's less about being out on the practice field. It's more about being in the training room and making sure that you come back and you're healthy as you come out of this thing. So uh, I, I also think it's a good opportunity for the younger players to get some reps in practice. You know, you get a chance to develop guys. They haven't gotten the, the first team reps, put them in some competitive situations. The guys are, haven't played very much. And then you give the, the, the veteran guys, the guys who have played more, you give them a chance to just kind of maybe do less. And, um, you know, if you're going to practice two at the most three times, I think you, you, you have some, some things that you want to focus on. Hey, we got to get better on third down. We got to get better in the red zone. We got to get better at this or that. And, and, and you target 
those areas. And, and it has to be a thoughtful approach by the coaches to make sure you're, you're healing guys up, you're developing the young guys, and then with the other guys, you're making sure that there's a focus where you can improve. But you don't want to come out of the bye week um, where you're, you're tired or fatigued in any way. You want to come out of it where you're refreshed and recharged. And we used to always use the term reload. Now it's time to reload and, and, and hopefully get your mind right to go play your best football against Pitt. This is one of two bye weeks for Notre Dame this season. Uh, yeah, I'm curious, though, because uh, with Louisville, there was a moment where, you know, and I just, your words stood out to me. You, you said it was an aberration, right? And then USC, I was like, okay, well, how are they going to respond offensively, Notre Dame? And when you have short fields and special team plays, it's like it's pretty easy to, you know, to put up those kind of numbers. Uh, how can the offense kind of get back on track using that bye week and using the USC um, performance to, to do something against Pitt's defense? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's a confidence builder. And you you said it's a short field, but they took advantage of it. It's not like they said, hey, it's a short field. We're going to kick another field goal. We're going to kick another field goal. You know, they 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 had these opportunities. They went in and cashed in on them. And that can really, uh, that can really affect the opponent, right? It can give the opponent a lift if in a sudden change situation, they make a stop and hold you to a field goal, but they cashed them in. And and I think the balance between running the football with Estime and then, you know, Sam playing off of that, you know, the play action game, you take a shot to Tyree. I just thought there was a good mix in the plan. Jared Parker did a really good job situationally helping them cash in in the red zone. But then later in the game, uh, you know, the balance between run and pass and then giving yourself a chance to make a play down the field. I thought that was really good. So if you're an offensive player or coach, you come out of that game saying, sure, the defense, you know, really – gave us a great chance to win that game, but we took advantage of our opportunities and certainly something to build on. And I just think stay the course, you know, having that balance, making sure, you know, Audrey Kestame is the featured player. Everything comes off of that. You know, the, the offensive line controls the line of scrimmage. He gets going in the running game. And then all of a sudden the environment for Sam Hartman and those receivers to play in is a lot better. I know this is not a, that's not a popular opinion since I'm a receiver or was used to be by trade, but I love that old school football. Just run the football. <laughs> I love how yeah. you say, well, just run the ball. Everything else opens up. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, you know better than anybody. When you do that, all of a sudden you're a receiver out there and there's one guy out there with you. Safety's in the middle. It's one-on-one. It's like, hey, we're at practice. I can beat this guy in that route. You know, so, on air. <laughs> yeah. If you can create that environment for receivers, I think they love it. Yeah. It's a big confidence booster. So now let's talk to the man in charge himself, Sam Hartman. I'm so happy he he took the time to talk to us. We talked about everything, you know, his post-career, what he wants to do post-football, fishing with his dad on a shrimp boat to uh, this week at Pitt and what he did for the bye week and what happened with the beer. So, Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway. 
and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Without further ado, Sam Hartman. Okay, now it's my pleasure to be here in the pod with Sam. So Sam, I, let's just get right to the hard-hitting question. Bye week. You don't have a beard anymore. What happened? Uh, it fell off. I was going through uh, TSA and it, they, they made me take it off. Um, no, I went for I went for the stash for a little bit, um, and you know there was there was some positive negative feedback to that. But honestly, I, I said at the bye I was going to shave, um, and I knew I wasn't going to be playing a game, so I knew I could kind of mess around with my facial hair uh, just for a little bit. But I wanted to clean it up. Um, it was time. It, it was I was ready to kind of make a little new move. But I mean, it's already like I was clean shaven like two days ago, so it's already kind of coming back. So it'll be back. It'll. You know, by the end of the year, I'll still, I'll probably have a beard. You could say I, I kind of already have it back, but um, I didn't realize it was going to be that big of a topic. I didn't realize any of that stuff was uh, important to people, but apparently it is. So um, it's the I most still, important but, thing. Yeah, it seems like that. It does seem like that, and I'm, I'm, I guess I have to get used to it at this point. But uh, no, I mean, it's, it was a, it was just a, it was already predetermined um, at the beginning of the year. I kind of was like, I'm going to shave at, at the bye week, um, and so that's what I did. Second bye week. Any other facial? Are we going to see you with like a like a like a buzz cut or something, or like a mohawk? Or no, something? no. The hair, the hair will stay. I'll tell you that the hair will stay. But the facial hair, I don't know. But I'll, I'll let it come back. A lot of people, a lot of people weren't very happy that I shaved. So I guess I got to bring it back. Okay, so let's let's talk bye week just so you can. I, I know you played a lot of football, but for the vast majority of listeners out there, when you have a two week by two bye week season, in my mind, I'm thinking I don't think I've ever had a two bye week football season. Um, what are the pros and cons in your mind, and how do you approach this first one? Um, I mean, I think we – I mean, I've had them before. We were – I've played as the Week Zero team. I mean, actually, last year um, we were the Week Zero team. Or two years ago, I mean, we were the Week Zero team. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's nice. You know, this one was tough with the eight straight. Um, obviously, that's a that's a long, long stretch of, of, of football. And then, again, to – um, like everyone's already said and, and stated, you know, it's 7.30 kickoff, four in a row ranked undefeated opponents, um, which is the reason why you come and play here, the reason why um, Notre Dame is Notre Dame. But um, I think, you know, the, the biggest uh, issue with that is sleep. You know, you lose a lot of sleep traveling and, um, you know, you get back at four or five in the morning. And um, so I think during this bye week, it was just sleep and recover, um, get away from a little bit, but not too much. You know, I was watching a lot of the games and um, obviously, I got to watch, you know, I can sit my alma mater uh, as I'm still in college, play Pitt uh, last week, and they got a huge win. And, um, you know, they had the third-string quarterback in. That was, a, you know, a big win for them, and um, it was cool to see. So um, it's pretty pretty mundane, pretty casual stuff. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm a, I was just I was trying to sleep as much as I could, recover, move around as much as I could, and, and just enjoy the little bit of time off I had. I know you talked about what it means to play for Notre Dame. It's pretty self-explanatory. But, you know, if, if you have to describe the, the integration that you've had, you know, from being outside Notre Dame to in, being the face of Notre Dame, how would you describe that? Uh, it's, it seems like, you know, you, it's only like a handful of people who've ever done that before. So it, now eight weeks in, how, how would you describe that? Um, I mean, it's been surreal, I think, would be in one word. I, um, you know, the, the support um, that the Notre Dame fan base gives is incredible and um they accepted me and then i think the team and just the families of our team like 
to my parents and, um, you know, to, to the people close to me when they come on game days and the family tailgates and, um, and then just my teammates in general, like the relationships and the bonds that I have with every guy on the team. I mean, I, um, that's always a weird thing for people outside of the sport. They're like, well, you have a, you know, hundred and almost 40 people on your team and then including staff, it's probably 200 people. Um, and, and you're like, yeah, I have a relationship with almost every single one of them. And for a hundred percent with my teammates, um, you know, I know them well and, you know, obviously some more than others. And, um, you know, there's that special bond with the guys that you go, you know, on the field with and battle with. And then obviously the younger guys, the guys that don't play as much is more just off the field relationships that you build through just the week in, week out grind. And, um, you know, I'm forever grateful for really all the football teams I've been a part of. That's, I think, what makes this game so special and why I want to play. Um, I want to continue to play and why I played one in college for so long, but I um, have just been around the game for so long. It's just the impact that the, the individuals and the coaches that have on me. And, um, you know, that, that's a, one of the, the best parts of this place is, you know, when you come to practice, it's not like, oh, man, I got to practice. It's like I get to practice with, you know, some of the best individuals in the world. You um... – I don't know where your NFL allegiances lie. I know you love football, though, but it kind of reminds me of Matthew Stafford. You know, earlier this season, he's like, you know, the old guy coming in with all these young new faces. And he's like, I'm trying to relate to these guys. I know you have a really young receiving core, you know, and you came in. I talked to Mitchell Evans. He's like, yeah, Sam just took charge immediately. How do you help these young guys? Uh, one, how do you connect with them um, as an older guy? And then two, how do you help them understand their knowledge of the game of football? Um, I mean, I think to relate to them, I mean, I think you just work hard and show them that you care um, more about them as humans than football players. I think sometimes that can get lost with my age and with my experience and where I'm at and, you know, the attention that I get. You know, sometimes you can get caught up and guys can kind of start looking at you as just like a figure or a, a coach. Um, and I always try and shy away from that and um, just trying to relate to them. And, you know, off the field is where you can do that. And then, um, you know, with football is just getting game – game reps as much as you can trying in practice to you know hit throws and um and, and make everything as game-like as possible and then when those situations come it's um you know having some patience having patience one for them with me um learning their agility and learning their speed and learn you know where they like the ball and then for them you know like for me with them and their the learning curve that it sometimes takes for those young guys but I mean they've been doing a great job all the way across the board um you know I've been really impressed with just the the natural football ability that these guys have and the um, kind of moxie that a lot of these guys carry into a, you know, for me as a freshman, I wouldn't have survived here. I wasn't ready to play at this level. And um, obviously we played Notre Dame at Wake when I was a freshman and got whoops. And um, so I think it's really special what the young guys have done and then everybody across the board on offense. At what point did you just kind of, when I watch you play, man, it's just calm poise all the time I mean neither hot nor cold you know at what point did you really hone in on um your temperature setting you know being like a thermometer for the offense and how did you regulate that I think it's very it's amazing actually to watch um I appreciate it I I, it's it's um it's definitely something that I've worked on and um I know that and I struggled young um just with getting too up or getting too down and um, you know, you, you got to regulate it, like you said. And I think there's times where, you know, if you feel like the team needs a spark or you make a play and you want to get excited or get the fans involved, um, you can kind of, you know, dip into that way. And then as much as you try and stay out of that, you know, low, um, you know, body language at, at all times and practice and whatever, no matter how bad of a game you're playing or how good of a game you're playing, um, you know, when you're walking on the sideline, guys are kind of looking at your body language and looking out, you know, how you're feeling, no matter, you know, if we're up by 20 or down by 20 and, 
Um, you know, it's it takes time. It takes practice and definitely not perfect at it. And I think a great example is Coach Free. I think every day he comes um, in with, a you know, a great presence. And obviously the eyes are always on him in a national spotlight as well. And, um, you know, he's got six kids of his own and there's a lot of stuff going on at home that we have no idea about. And, um, you know, he comes in with a smile and a lot of energy. So, you know, I bounce off that and I bounce off the guys around me, too. Let's talk with some of the the older guys who come back. I, you know, I, I think about the running backs. Like, how cool is it that you get the bus just hanging out? <laughs> like, but you, I mean, yeah. Joe Montana. I, I mean, it's like yeah. like the level of, I mean, it's just a mind blowing. Like, what have you learned from the, the older guys, like maybe Rick Meyer or Joe Montana, guys who come, come through and just, I'd love to hear. Yeah, I mean, I think the recurring theme and message is in, to enjoy it. Like, I talk to Brady Quinn a lot, um, talked to Jimmy Clausen over the summer, and then obviously Joe Montana was here. Um, Joe Theismann was another one. And, um, like you said, it's surreal. Like, you're like, Oh my, like, I remember we were right down in the indoor right below me and you kind of like, man, that looks like Joe Montana. I was like, I knew he was coming. And then you're kind of like, and then everyone's kind of all the quarterbacks and you're like, you go say something. No, 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 you go say something. Cause we're all like, you can, you know, it's not like he's going to bite you or anything. And he's a quarterback. He's a Notre Dame. Like, um, and to have that commonality and have that common ground. And he was so cool. It was, I mean, so I call him Joe cool. Right. He was just, um, he was just so down to earth and I was just felt like I was talking to, you know, like somebody's, you know, grandfather that just was here to enjoy the game. Like you wouldn't have any idea, um, if you didn't know who he was, that he's, you know, who he, all the stuff that he's accomplished and the accolades he had here and in the NFL. And, um, and, and uh, the biggest thing is, is just to enjoy it. You know, there's, um, you know, there's a lot of pressure to be the quarterback. There's a lot of pressure to be a Notre Dame football player, um, and, and to enjoy the spotlight as much as you can and enjoy, um, all the cool things that come with it, the home games, right, the walks, um, all those things that you can either get caught up in or take for granted. Um, I, I just that's been the, the message. And that's what I've been trying to do as much as I can is, um, you know, enjoy it, but not get caught up in it. And it's a, again, it's the same thing as staying even keel in a game. It's, it's challenging because um, you wanted to say, put your head down, ignore the noise. But, um, you know, as, as soon as I got it feels like I've gotten here, it's, it's coming close to an end. And, um, just to try and enjoy all those little moments with the fans and my teammates as, mu- as much as I can has been the biggest message. Let, let's look, um, be, we like to do a little, uh, you know, just beyond football as well. I kind of humanize you know, the, the richness of the human character here on the pod. So I'm curious, Sam, I know you've been in college for a long time. What, what do you want to do way after football is done? You know, what, what interests you post football? Um, two things. Uh, I got my degree at Wake in communications and journalism. Um, I did a, like a double, or I had a major in communications minor in journalism, and uh, I want to get into broadcasting. I uh, I enjoy um, like a college game day type setting, um, like what Pat, Pat McAfee's kind of doing. Seems like you know not a too bad of a gig for life, um, but uh, I think in that realm, um, you know, get in front of a TV and, and camera and talk about sports. And I, I enjoy fishing. That's been kind of um, my two callings in life. I don't know how noble they are, but. Um, I enjoy going out and, and fishing, and um, and that's something that I will try and pursue if um, you know I can you know make some money at, at some point in this this profession and um, retire. That'll be I'll be with a beard that's down to you know my chest, and uh, either have a shrimp boat or a, a big boat and be out fishing. And you probably you guys won't ever hear me again. So those are my two <laughs> options, and it's A or B or A A one or A two and. Um, that's kind of all I got. All I got planned after this this game's over. Either be very famous on TV or be anonymous on a shrimp boat. Okay. Yeah. Pretty drastic, but you know they're uh, they're both very intriguing and both very interesting for me. So 
Uh, that's that's the the path and the route I'm gonna head. Tell me this, you know, everyone with the hobbies, you know, everyone has like a like a goal, like an art guys, they want to go to Venice Biennale or, you know, like sports people, you love Wimbledon, you want to go out to see Wimbledon. And, and, and is there like a, a fishing trip that's here? Like, this is it for, you know, eventually when I get this paycheck, I'm going to go where? Um, I, I think more or less, I think it'd be something with my dad. I think we've, um, you know, growing up, that was kind of our thing. He's been fishing. Um, I don't know if there's a trip. I think it would be probably getting a boat, um, getting like a nice one um, and taking that out. I think, you know, that's kind of been one of the goals, you know, at a, you know, a lot of people like buy a car for their parents or buy their house. Like I, mine's a little different. Um, mine would be a boat for my pops and um, something like that would be probably the, the end goal. If I, if I had like, you know, a, a blank check and I could go purchase something, it would be um, that for my pops is, you know, a payment back for, you know, all the sacrifices he's made and, um, you know, my mom's probably rolling her eyes if she watches this because um, she kind of feels left out. But, um, you know, she's she's got her dogs and she's happy with them. So uh, I don't I doubt she wants another dog. She's got four um, and they're two Great Danes. So uh, I think she's set on that. And then to wrap this up, you know, you mentioned a couple things, the game walks, the tailgates, how family has been so nice to you, um, phone calls with people like Brady Quinn, Jimmy Clausen. But if you had to pick maybe one or two campus traditions just walking around on, you know, a Tuesday, you know, what, what are some of your favorite campus traditions at Notre Dame? Uh, Grubhubbing Chick-fil-A after class um, with me, me, Cam Hart, and uh, Joe Alt. It's a uh, tradition um, that has broke the, um, you know, father time and um, will live in legacy for me is, is going into Benson Center and um, right after our Tuesday uh, 10 o'clock class, we all go and meet up in, in there, and it's it's an unreal tradition, a lot of legacy, a lot of history. Um, you know, few will ever understand the magnitude, but, um, yeah, it's it's a big one. Touchdown I don't go around Jesus. camping, but, but yeah, touchdown Jesus, Grubhub, and Chick-fil-A. That's like when, when, it's going to be in the, the brochure next year, man. Oh, 100%. That'll be things to do is Grubhub, Chick-fil-A. Because you can't go up and order. Everything's Grubhub, so. My last question is, um, if you had to sell Notre Dame, what, what would be your elevator pitch? You know, because, uh, you know, you have a, you're a unique experience. Very few people in the world has, have seen it the way you have. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I think um, I, I think the the number one pitch that I was given that I, I found that hold true um, was there's no other place like it um, with the support that you receive. Um, in, the, in the history of the place, it, I would say it feels very movie, movie-esque. Um, you know, you walk on campus and you see the, the, the stone of everything and just kind of that, that feel. And then um, the locker room. I, I, I think there's just a culture and a, um, and a family in there that is not very normal. I've been lucky, you know, all my teams, you know, at Wake and, and the, the standard set by Coach Clawson. But now here at, um, with Coach Freeman, it's just – it's incredible. I mean, those guys, like from day one, like you said, just accepted me and didn't blink an eye. And in my good days and my bad days, they, they love me the same. And, um, you know, I'll be forever grateful for that. Um, the opportunity to play as a, you know, in the gold lid, but um, to be a part of this 2023 team is um, with the dudes that we have is incredible. It's fun watching you. Best of luck this weekend, Sam. Well, I, I appreciate you guys. Go Irish. Thank you, Sam. Look, I cannot wait. Last week was just. It was just so sad. There's no football walking around my Notre Dame stuff in New York and everyone else had something going for them. They were like, you know, did you see our game? And I was like, 
yeah, I'll wait for next week. So this is the week. We'll be back um, next week with a little bit of uh, an update how the pit game went, but then it's Clemson. It just keeps on. It just keeps on, keeps keeping on. So be sure to download and subscribe um, to the Indie on NBC podcast on the YouTube channel or wherever else you get your audio podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time. Go Irish. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.